Welcome to another episode of Behind the Now. Today I get to chat with actress, dancer, and singer Bahar Behagi. Originally from Tehran, Bahar moved to the U.S. after receiving her B.S. and graduated from the Actors Studio Drama School, where she received her MFA in acting. She is also one of the co-founders of Peda, the first Iranian and Iranian-American theater company in New York City. Listen in to jump into Bahar's story from acting and creativity to working within different countries and cultures. Hi, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to talk with you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm also so excited for our conversation today. Yeah, me too. So you are an actor, singer, and dancer based in New York. So first I'm going to ask you, how did you, I know you're originally from Iran, um, so talk about your journey getting to New York and also getting into this industry. I know you're working already as an actor in Iran, but just how did, yeah, like how did you get to where you are today? So the story is that I was actually uh, studying civil engineering back home and I was taking acting classes, theater classes and performing, going to rehearsals at the same time, kind of like having a major in civil engineering and minor in theater. Mm -hmm. And um, well, I always wanted to be an actress but it was always like a conversation with my family in terms of like, oh, art is a hobby. Like you don't do theater for life. It's a hobby. So anyways, I'm going to cut the story short because it went on for years and years until um, I finally um, gave in to their request of me uh, following the, the family's pattern of being an engineer. And then when I graduated, that's when my parents kind of like made a deal with me that since you respected our choice, we're going to respect your choice and you can study your master's in whatever field you want. And of course, it was going to be acting. And at the time, I was heavily studying French and I, um, I wanted to go to Paris to study. And I actually got into a school. Everything was said. But then there was another conversation where my father specifically really saw that I would progress more as an, as an artist, as a foreigner, let's say, as an immigrant artist in the U.S. rather than in France. So that was a tough oh. conversation. And then kind of like a last minute change, switching my brain to English, and like kind of doing all the, uh, the applications, which is a whole spiel. Mm. And then I came to New York 2016 to the school that I actually really, really, really wanted all these years. Like I. I was in love with method acting. I was I was in love always and still am. It's Al Pacino and his work. So uh, getting into the school, I actually studio drama school was basically one of my dreams that it happened. And here I was, 2016, and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. So first you plan to actually, um, after Iran, you plan to pursue it in France, it sounds like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Exactly. So you speak French fluently. Well, I was very fluent back in the day, yeah. but since I moved to the U.S., I basically yeah. didn't have anybody to practice with. So I still understand very well. Um, mm -hmm. My speaking skills are, I'm kind of shy and make mistakes, but I have picked it up again and I'm yeah, practicing. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And what made your dad think you would, um, what made your dad think that the States would be a better fit for you? Like, how does that work? How did he know that? So very interesting. He had his whole 
group of friends who at the time, some of them immigrated to parts of Europe, some of them immigrated to the US. Mm -hmm. And he talked to all of them. And the ones in Europe, they all said, if we could go back, we would go to, to the States because mm -hmm. we would have been uh, basically more developed in our career. We would have achieved more success. Mm -hmm. um, so that was part of it. But yet still, um, the school that I got into, I, I, I had already friends in there. And oh, there were French actors. I contacted them when this conversation came up. And after that, when I got into the school in New York, and they told me as like native French yeah. actors, they told me, if you have an opportunity to go to New York, you have to. Like, right. Because um, no matter how much you speak French perfectly, <laughs> you are always a foreigner here. Mm. The language barrier is always going to be there versus in the U.S. It is constructed upon immigrants. It is, it is immigrants from all over the world they meet. And it is the place where the, the like your accent or your language is like, that's not going to put you at like a lower right. priority than others. Yeah. And I think they're right. Mm -hmm. I think they're right. I wouldn't have progress as much as I wanted or my, the potential that I see here if I was there versus if I basically achieve what I want here, there's always a space for me to go back to yeah. France if I wanted to. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so exciting. So you, your English is perfect. And I just oh, wonder, thank like, you. <laughs> so you didn't grow up speaking English, I assume, right? Uh, no, I, wow. I used to go to, I used to go to English classes since I was three. Okay. But so classes yeah, are... yeah, classes. But I think part of it was that my mom, <laughs> when I, when I wanted to watch Disney cartoons, um, there were dubbed versions and okay. the original versions. She would never allow me to watch the dub versions. She was um, like, "You're gonna sit through it, and you will, you will, you will understand." And it was frustrating at the time, but I kind of like got a hold of it. To this day, I still thought it was under the sea, <laughs> under the sea. But now, like, oh, it's under the sea. <laughs> it's you know, like I picked it up from Ariel and Cinderella and all mm -hmm. of that, you know. And of course, uh, listening to American pop at the time with like oh, the limited oh. access that I had to like watch their interviews. I would yeah. like imitate the way Avril Lavigne would talk all the time. Oh so my gosh. Oh, I think I owe a bunch so of it to her. <laughs> That's really incredible. So you um, primarily you. learned English from, from media, like TV and music. Yeah. And of course classes too, but like yeah. the, the, the ear that I developed came from like when I was very little, cause I was exposed to it. And I, yeah, your mom's smart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so what is what are some differences in acting in Iran versus here? Like like in terms of process, whatever you want to talk about with that, because I find that so interesting. Well, so I cannot speak about acting on screen because okay. what I did back home, I always did theater. I did okay. only one short film, which was like a very zero budget indie style mm -hmm. okay awesome. so, so I did a lot of let's say a lot a lot of theater there yeah. and um here I ended up doing I mean of course in school it was like theater but now I'm auditioning more for film and tv so sometimes I I lose that 
ground level for comparing. But I feel like here versus there is always the conversation. I mean, not that the conversation doesn't happen between the directors and actors, it does. And actually the actor collaborates a lot in creating something. But I feel like you would see maybe less realistic plays in 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 Iran rather than realistic plays here like Iran's drama is more affected by the European style Mm. it's like a lot of Lecoq and a lot of expressionism like absurd um Mm. geometrical devising stuff like experimental sure we have real stuff but then in the reality when you're working on like real drama what i felt was that the method acting at the time at least what what i was working on wasn't as present or the understanding of it wasn't very accurate versus here still here there is a big uh, misconception about method acting like they Mm -hmm. think we're crazy that we don't shower for like eight months to get into character and stuff like which is completely inaccurate (laughs) but at least here there is an um i feel like there is a a deeper education about how a director and an actor should approach Mm -hmm. a piece yeah i think so um so like yeah so what you said the conversation so the conversation because the conversation happens i mean at least in the plays that i did a lot of conversations happened I did actually a lot of devising where I had to uh, write my own stuff, like Whoa. like make like doing the etudes and then Whoa. writing it, which was great. Um, but I feel like maybe the discipline and time here, or that we have this many weeks for rehearsal, this week for tech, this is the performance. We didn't have that discipline. It, it, things were more fluid. Okay. So like, yeah. And for me, that I really like things to be structured, mm-hmm. I, I I would get frustrated. But now I'm like, okay, we have three weeks to rehearse this, a week to tech, great. Like, yeah, I, I have a vision. Yeah. Interesting. And what about in terms of the stories being told? Is there a difference with that? Um, yes. Well, I cannot speak about the past five years. Because okay. I haven't been, yeah, I haven't been yeah. back, and okay. I, I, I'm like following my friends' works, and they're doing groundbreaking work. I'm mm. super happy for them. I'm proud, and I wish I was there was a way I could watch it. But if I want to like piggyback to when I was there and working okay. on stuff, mm-hmm. the the thing that struck me most coming here was the industry here is actually in ways they are more open. But in ways, they're actually very close-minded. Mm. Meaning, this this platform of imagination of disbelief it just does not exist in the eyes of the producers or the casting directors. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see, yeah. it's like because we are entering the world of theater. It is an imaginary circumstance, and the audience is also by buying that ticket and sitting in that theater with you is accepting that it's coming to watch you play yeah and here is this idea of like oh you cannot you cannot do a rhode island girl 
oh, you cannot be Laura from, from Glass Menagerie. You're not a Southern girl. Or, oh, you don't look French. Oh, you don't look Greek. Mm-hmm. Versus back home, all the characters I did, I did Mrs. Smith from this play. Jean-Luc something from another play. <laughs> like, we already, because it was also, like, translated. So yeah. it's like, as soon as you are doing a translated work, you already know that we are entering another world where this looking person can be perceived as an English person. We've said that. And for me, like I've done Antigone, Ismene, Medea, like I've done a bunch of uh, Greek stuff, Mm -hmm. a bunch of like um, the classic plays or also like the more 20th century plays, the golden age I've done in Iran. Versus when it comes here, it's like, I'm never going to be cast in the golden age. You don't see it in me. I'm like, but I did it. And they believed it. And I believed it because it's it's theater. We are creating a character. Why would it be uh, so hard to see me like that? Yeah. It's like the imagination, right? right. It's like the imagination. Yeah, like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, you know? Even like the difference sometime in class, you play these things that you wouldn't be cast in because for the experience of it. But like, exactly. not, yeah, like I know what you mean completely with that. But, yeah, exactly. So yeah. those stories are told. A lot of like great uh, dramatic literature that mm-hmm. is translated, that is basically permitted to be translated because we do have censorship on concepts right things that can be presented so a big chunk of great work out there in the dramatic literature is not translated because of the concept they Mm -hmm. touch upon but the ones that are translated and of course the the original playwrights who are working they write very um socially charged politically charged um plays i would say not talking about films again because yeah. I didn't work in that era and like um but yeah I think the big difference for me to like basically swallow it for the longest time was difficult mm. because um I was ready like when I came I was like oh I can like if I've done Medea like I can probably do a girl from the Bronx right which I did in class but it was because I would never be cast as one Yes, I know what you mean. Exactly. But it's again, huh? you know, it, and, the, and the interesting part is like, the more you are in the industry, you actually believe that, mm. you know, yeah. like, like back in 2018, 2017, when I was doing that role, I still was kind of like, couldn't take it in. It's like, I, hey, I can't, I can't do this character. Right. If she's from the Bronx or if she's from Rhode Island or from Boston, mm-hmm. I, I can, I can tap into that dialect and everything. But when you try to play the rules of an industry that you want to succeed in, you kind of start believing it. Yeah. And I think that's become like thinking about it as you're talking. I think everything you're saying has actually become more prevalent in very recent years where, where you can't play as much just because of looks or ethnicity or like whatever it is I think Mm -hmm. that's become heightened a lot because I've noticed that too like I could yeah like the range in which people can see you as seems to have limited because and like part of it is because we have 
um, I don't like maybe because we have people that can like are exactly that. Like there's so many people, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so many types of people. So why not exactly. have that just for that? Who like that person there? You know. But I mm-hmm. I see yeah like as an individual it's that's good. true yeah. because like yeah I, I would see it like in the in the in the bowl of actors back home right. we have like we're in the same type of role yeah it's probably less, the same yeah. but. So it's like, then it's all about who can bring that character to life. Yes, it's such not a, about, yeah, it's and it's all about yeah. imagination that I can be a giraffe and I could also be uh, Mrs. Smith from the suburbs of London. Like, right. it just doesn't matter. It's, it's playtime. Yeah, exactly. But oh, here, wow. a lot of other things come into play. Yeah. And you mentioned that, like, with casting directors and producers, yeah, they're not, they're not like, I, you know, they're not, they're like doing their job, which is to do exactly what you're saying, like find the people for each of these roles and like, just put it together. Right. They're not thinking yeah. like, Oh, she like having to see you differently, you know, but you're exactly. right. Yeah. Exactly. That's so fascinating. What about, um, so I know that there's censorship in Iran. Is there a difference between, is it looser or anything for theater versus film or you're, you're not sure? Well, Again, I'm going to talk about the time that I was there. Okay, yeah, so it's a changed. lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things have changed okay. massively, drastically in the past, past five years, which I'm, I'm hoping it's for the better. Okay, but uh, the theater sometimes, yes, in theater it was opener because it's not going to be taped. It's not going to go on right. TV. Versus, like TV was also a little more conservative than the cinema because mm-hmm. TV would go and be pro- broadcasted into all social classes, into the tiniest villages, rather than cinema was like, people would, you know, so they would basically categorize what should be seen yeah. on a, on a high, like on a more general level, right. rather than, oh, people who buy and like more intellectual, whatever you want to call it. But so there was a difference in then. And between theater and film, uh, as I was like growing up, I would see that the film was also getting more open and open versus oh. now, actually, like I saw a couple of uh, films from Iran and I was blown away. I was like, wow, you are doing that great. And it passed the censorship. Nice. Oh, and you know, know, the thing is that with um, theater and with film, when there is obvious censorships, they get creative in conveying their right, the messages, sure. which is could be sensual, could be sexual, could be political, could be social. They become super, super creative yeah. in conveying those messages that you get blown away that, wow, we are doing that. That's so, yeah, I would say things have opened up a lot, a That's lot of lot. Yeah. And like what you're saying is so beautiful because that that's true across all art, like even um, for writing. Right. If you suddenly. Or you can like something has to be really short. It makes people extra creative because how am I going like which are the what is the best way to tell this in a short amount of space? And that's same for acting. Sometimes you have limitations from. Um, like certain character traits of a character, sometimes a costume thing, sometimes the framing is up here, like natural exactly. limitations, and it makes you figure it out, you know, which is exactly. so interesting. Exactly. Yeah, that's and a cool point. It, it, I, and I do remember in a, in a theater piece where we were doing 
a love story from um, the epic book of Shahnameh. Mm-hmm. There was this piece that we were doing, and there is a dance between the two lovers. It's me and my partner. And of course, that dance couldn't have been done with touch. So instead, oh. what we did is we created this distance. He was on the other side of the stage. I was on the other side. And we choreographed the dance as if we were dancing completely hand-to-hand. Oh, but it was with like this voided space. But we were reacting at the same time. So it's like, if you look at it, you actually put your eyes, put them together. And it's like, oh, they are dancing together. Like all this emotions. Yeah. It's just that we had to do it that way to be able to put it up. Right. But also like that also brought up another um, social concept to it that when you are longing for the loved ones after so long time and you're still dancing to, to the ghost of it, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, it just adds more meaning to it. In reality, it's like, we're just dealing with censorship. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's beautiful. Seriously. Cause it does take on, new meaning and like I'm sure some stuff you don't even like you didn't necessarily have the intention when creating it or planning it but like you know what I mean it took on a new meaning that other people are um gathering from it you know like sometimes people bring up a conversation after like I love how you did this and sometimes you're thinking that wasn't a deliberate choice actually (laughs) yeah yeah no that's I love stuff like that um so what's your background in dance because I know you're also a dancer so I always thought that if I didn't become an actor I would have become a dancer and it's because like I I adore moving I adore dancing but for me, uh, so I was always like dancing on my own. And then I remember I went through a phase in high school that I started break dancing. Oh, and, um, and there were not many, actually, there were no classes at the time. And I found this dude who is a great break dancer, and he was holding break dancing classes in his basement. So I would go with another my friend and we would like do stuff until... I actually hurt my wrist to this day. It hurts. And I had to stop. But then I, I tried to find um, other forms. And I basically picked up contemporary dance, modern dance. And I took two workshops in Paris. And that also opened a lot of doors. Because with the great thing about contemporary dance was, as my teacher said, is like, there is no limitation of how you look what your measurements are, if you can do a beautiful split or not. It's it's about what the story you want to convey with your body and your relationship to the to, to the gravity, to the floor, um, the 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 qualities of movement, uh, the the direction. So it's like, and that opened a lot for me because that also conveyed itself a lot into acting for me. Right. I'm and sure. then I engaged in a lot of physical theater. I studied physical theater in Iran. And we put up a bunch of shows that was just like physical theater, like no dialogue. It was just stories through bodies. And that also amazes me to this day. Like, I really, really love it. And sometimes I feel like New York with this big diversity, like you don't necessarily see much of it here. Interesting. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then here I I picked up ballroom when I was in school. It was amazing. I danced ballroom for two years. And also flamenco. 
And flamenco is also like one of the things that I adored since I was a kid. I was like watching them. I was like, I want to stub my feet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. I've always wanted to do ballroom. That's something I haven't. I, but ballroom I is amazing. Like, yeah. It's amazing. You would think like, oh, they're just like going in circles. No. It, no like sure the not. feet work. Like, the, no. Yeah. The feet yeah. work is just stunning. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but the Did pandemic take- obviously put a pause on a lot of stuff right well you're civil engineering that's no joke so right now you are auditioning you brought up what is your process like when you get an audition if you can speak to like is there any kind of pattern the way you know like what's your process you get it you look at the breakdown read the script Mm. is there any yeah so I would be lucky if I get a script Because then I can read the script and see the scene that they have pulled out for me to do where it comes from. But sometimes they Mm -hmm. just give you the three page and you're like, oh, (laughs) okay, what happened before this? God knows. (laughs) What am I referring to in this line? God knows. So you just have to make choices based on the breakdown and the description they send you. So normally what I do is I read the the description twice, but then I try to like... Mm -hmm throw it away because sometimes the description yeah. actually is a big big trap for you to try to right. um act that emotion or act as that trait yeah. without actually yeah. finding you yourself. Like the idea of the, the idea that yes, you play yes. the idea or actually grounding right, yourself right. in it so i would like try to like yeah. not think about it read and and i will i, I always try to like read from the first word that is printed until the last word, even if they have crossed out mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I read everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I read things to make sure I can, if I can get more information, basically. And right. one of the things I do is, of course, I ask the questions, who, where, how, what, when. But then I also look at the punctuation because punctuation, especially in TV and film, is like very important. So it's like, if it's a question mark, is it an upward inflection or downward? Or like, if it's a period, am I being very um, frank about what I'm saying? If it's a comma, how much of a pause? So it's like, I feel like the punctuation gives a good sense of the the breathing pattern sometimes. And then Mm -hmm. I read it and I try to find, basically I try to like, do the puzzle so it's like I look at it I try to answer the questions what is my need what is my obstacle uh, what is my tactic to overcome that obstacle and then I look for uh, what the prior circumstance is if I know it if I don't based on the description what it is and then what is the arc and what can I Mm -hmm. physically do behavior wise yeah to like ground myself and make sure that I look like a live human being rather than I'm just reading the lines and then the other thing is I try to find personal stuff in it something that I can that ignites my own craft Mm -hmm. basically if it's like oh if it's like talks about the father with the relationship of the father like can I relate to my own relationship with my father or can I replace this person with the father mm-hmm. mentioned so that it can induce the same result that I want? So it's like, you just yeah. like basically sit down and do the method a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. And everything. So yeah, everything just has to make sense to you, you know, like every exactly, exactly. There, you know exactly what it's about, you know? Yeah. Like, if the person is crying over a raccoon, like I'm not going to cry over a dead raccoon, but maybe if it's a dead golden retriever, yes, I will cry over it. It's like, you just <laughs> find something that makes sense for you. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't want any golden. Yeah. Retriever and it's about <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like also um, you start very objectively, like with the detective work and just filling in the facts, like what we know. Yeah. Um, and then it makes this transition of like, okay, you, it's not like just on objective anymore, it's subjective. And then ultimately you have to throw it away, like when you actually. Do exactly. <laughs> and if the show is already being produced, it's always good to like right. go watch an episode or two to see the town, yeah, to see what's going on because sometimes I like pick up a side and I do it like realistically and then I look at the show and the show is very exhibitionistic right. I'm like oh so I gotta yeah. kind of like tap into the bad acting then because that's the style yeah. so it's like it's always important to see yeah. or like the they're speaking fast like I have to pick up my cues I need less pause right. like, yeah the pacing and the pacing yeah. is something that I struggle a lot because I like to milk my words and take it in and it's always like no <laughs> chop chop move move <laughs> that's also um something like that might even be language based too because certain languages the words there is just like a slower pace to it like not even just language but accents as well like American accents some are much more like chop 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 and some are exactly. more like you take your time right exactly so yeah so that could be from Farsi maybe as Farsi it tends to be I know Farsi is very poetic and like beautiful. it's very poetic and it's very musical because so sometimes that mm. melody carries itself into my English and it's it's not that I'm mm. saying the words wrong it just sounds funny because I'm I'm like bringing the melody and the musicality of Farsi into saying a line. And then I'm like, oh, this sounds so weird. I should just like put the emphasis here and then bring my tone down here. And then boom, that's that's how an American would say it. versus me. I would be like, la, 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 la. But that's, that's, no, that's, <laughs> that's the Iranian. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely applicable to all actors, like to have an awareness of that. But it's just interesting with um, like your like the like a background of Farsi, for instance, because I'm sure you see it differently. Like your your natural inclinations are going to be a little different, you know. It's but always more upward, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's so interesting. And you know what, what? Another funny thing is that besides the fact that I love drama and I feel like I thrive more in drama. I feel like nowadays with the with the comedy scripts that I get, I just sometimes feel like I'm not funny in English. I just, it's just, it's something mm -hmm. about the language. It's something about like the words you hit, the dry humor, the way you have yeah. to say things. And it's just like, damn, I cannot be funny in English <laughs> because it's, no, it's literally the language it. barrier sometimes. I, I yeah. sometimes it's I mean, like, that's fascinating, but I, yeah. It's, it's just yeah it's like, like one of those things like I was reading um like yesterday a couple of friends and I read the pilot for friends for instance oh. and it was just very interesting to like see it just on just to like 
because we tried to like completely, I mean, obviously not, you can't completely, but we tried to just like objectively look at it as a script, as if the show didn't exist yet. And Mm -hmm. it's like things, um, so much of that was so funny, but like in the final product that didn't necessarily, like I was thinking like from the script alone, you wouldn't have necessarily even, um, like there's definitely jokes in there and everything, but like, but like, just like the depth of it, you definitely, mm-hmm. it's just very different just on a page, which is yeah. fascinating, you know? And it made me think too, like when we get these scripts for auditions too, it's like, there's so, there's really so much you can do with exactly. everything. And it's like, exactly. I like think, but like, I've had that feeling too. Like, it doesn't make me, comedy is so tricky. Like comedy is something you can't articulate. You can't really necessarily know why something's funny. There's like, technical details and technical things like a callback or this was a misguide or misleading thing or whatever it is but like it's never it's not like ever explaining the core of why something is funny you know exactly so it's exactly. like it's fascinating yeah so I have also like I'm like okay maybe I just cannot be necessarily <laughs> a comic actor and that's fine <laughs> I love drama more but yeah I mean it, that it, is fine but also maybe it's just yeah, maybe it'll like hit you one, like it'll hit you and you'll be like, oh, that's it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, maybe I feel it's like it's like, a lot of yeah, goes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love talking about this stuff because I'm like, yeah, I feel like that too. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I sometimes um, feel like when you get you know when you get like the co-star sides when it's just like two lines yeah. <laughs> and you're like what do you want me to do with this <laughs> like but then thinking about it I I love working with two of my friends when I get sides like that because their brains just bloom and flourish into magnificent ideas and like you should do this yeah. I'm like how did you even think of this? It's just a freaking line saying, how are you? And you bring all yeah. this class or sadness or anger to it all of right. a sudden that they all fit because there's yeah. no description on the character. You can basically do whatever you want. So those are also fun. Right. Yeah, they are. They are. And like, I, yeah, for those, it's like, find out um, first, What's the purpose of this line and this role at all in the larger scheme of the story? You know, like, how does this serve the protagonist? Is it an obstacle for the protagonist? Is it like someone helping them? Like, whatever it is. And then you can go and play with all these different ways that serve that overall story, right? Like someone could be sick and say that and it would be an obstacle because they're like sneezing everywhere. Like, or it could be um, they're high. (laughs) Like it could be, you know what I mean? And like, then it like blows up. It's funny though, because sometimes exactly. at first, and it's like you read it like in your head, you're like, okay, they're just, yeah, exactly. Like, how are you? <laughs> like, yeah, how are you? It is infinite. It's cool. Yeah. And I think also on the other end of things, I think they don't necessarily, I mean, I shouldn't say this or like speak for them or like everyone's different too, obviously. But I don't know if they always necessarily know how, you know what I mean? That's why they're bringing in different people to try and like see. So there's like, yeah. Yeah, that was wrong for sure. You know, like there's nothing that's definitely wrong. Yeah, sometimes Um, they don't even know what they want when they're like asking for all ethnicities. Everybody can submit. It's it's good because then you're like, okay, great. Like I get a playground to play. 
but it's also like who am I competing with or what are you <laughs> exactly looking for yeah like so it's it's a little tricky yeah yeah and there's all time yeah I know you know too like there's so many yeah. like there's like that and then there's also ones where it is like very specific right and it's mm-hmm. like yeah yeah that's why it's really good to experience working in like so many different ways because there is like that there's just so many different because it all exists like it's all out there you know yeah yeah definitely definitely all right yeah okay I'm gonna ask you just a few right okay great (laughs) (laughs) um what is something that you wish you could tell your younger self if anything I'm going to say it to my 12-year-old version of me. Okay. Very specific. Yeah. Maybe it sounds superficial, but I am happy that you were not born with straight blonde hair and blonde thin eyebrows and a small nose. I'm glad that you were not born like that. No, because I remember at the time, I was like, I I found my notebook once that as a 12-year-old, I wrote somewhere, I wish, I wish I was born blonde uh, with thin eyebrows, blonde hair, like everything straight, like basically, I wanted to look like Avril Lavigne, for example. And now I'm like, no, 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 I'm glad you're not born like that. own it yeah that's very powerful I mean I think all girls need to hear that actually to some like you know to some extent for something there's always yeah no I think that's beautiful and I think that's why it's so important that you're working and exactly you know so people see all like everyone exactly exactly. yeah yeah. okay amazing if you were an athlete what sport would you play Ooh, well, I know you're a dancer. Swimming, because I was a swimmer. So yeah, swimming. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Okay, interesting. Uh, Do you have a favorite stroke? Yeah. Uh, Do you have a favorite stroke? Butterfly. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's hard. It's a hard one, but it's like, (laughs) it it felt like an achievement the day I learned it and I actually like performed it. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Um. Okay, I wish cool. in New York we had more pools than I would just like go swimming. So it's like every time I mm. travel to California, then I'm like, why do you have pools everywhere? <laughs> like, why don't we have pools? <laughs> wow. So did you do um, swimming races? Did you race? Yeah, or yeah. Compete? I I, I, swam, I wow. swam since I was four, basically. And I like competed. Mm-hmm. I competed... In kindergarten, elementary school, like all those oh years I did. And then I kind of stopped in high school because I like, I learned everything okay. and I really, I really wanted to be um, a lifeguard. I still do. At the time I was <laughs> super skinny and petite and they literally didn't. And I was way below the age and they were like, you cannot save yourself you're going to get drowned yourself. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot get the tip. <laughs> like, okay. So oh, still wow. it's like one of my undone projects. I really want to be a lifeguard. 
Yeah. Oh my God. So cute. Um, you should definitely have, um, like, if you don't have though on just as a skill you can do, cause that's, you never know. That's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like in a parallel world, I was always a mermaid. That's definitely, mm. it's like one of my, yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I was You're constantly serious. in water. I'm like constantly in water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I also actually love water. I'm similar growing yeah. up, but not like swimming or anything. Just like, just like the, a connection to water, like the, yeah, ocean, the water, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what is your horoscope sign? And does that mean anything to you? Oh, I'm an Aries. I know nothing about zodiac signs, to be honest with you. And okay. I see that some yeah. people know a lot about it. They match people. I know. I guess. <laughs> and I'm like, how does that yeah. work? Um, I sincerely don't know how I connect yeah, with the yeah. Aries. Do you know anything about it? Because I would probably say, oh, yeah, that's me. Or um, that's not me. But yeah, no, I have friends also, like what you're saying. Like, I just know, um, like some people that are very like, Oh, you're this? Oh, I knew it. You're so that, uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know, like, details about all of them, though, at all. Like, I can't tell you, oh, Aries, this is what an Aries yeah. does. I think the one thing that everybody can detect are the Scorpios. <gasps> you're a Scorpio. <laughs> Those, yeah. And that's the only thing I have picked up is because I see patterns. <laughs> but that's yeah. funny interesting yeah I actually now that you say that I'm like yeah I do like I think it's just content where you see people talking about Scorpio specifically you know yeah and I don't know just, why yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then what is something you do to be the now to stay present or however you interpret that like if there's something you consciously do or if it's like I feel present when I do this and that's it you know? Oh, interesting. What are some things that you do when you don't feel present to become present? I would just like start baking a cake or muffins or something. And that just, it's kind of like, remember Izzy from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> like when she was just like baking for days. I had, I had moments like that of just baking. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, not definitely. like something that I can always do, you know, like sometimes to get right, no, but that's listening exactly. to music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes yeah. it's just, if I am close to the water, it's just like staring out into the water. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as, as weird as it sounds is take the subway, go to Times Square and just stand in the, <laughs> the hustle and bustle and look at the monitors. Because it kind of like yeah. taps me into like you're in New York. This is present. Right. It's like different. It's like like not that's always amazing. doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I love that. Thank you so much for doing this. I really of appreciate course. it. I love of talking course. to you. I awesome. enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on this. I'm so excited yes, to of course. Um, have this conversation with you. It was just great. It's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Also, one more thing. Where can our listeners find you? Like if they want to look up your work, where should they go? Um, my Instagram, uh, my website, 
I don't have Twitter. I'm trying to stay away from it. Okay. And uh, well, IMDb not really. Like it's it it doesn't get like right, ads right. updated regularly. But like yeah, Instagram and um, my website would be the ones. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so You're much, man. I'm excited with your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the sun. We are experiencing very cold weather in New York. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the walk in California. <laughs> <laughs>